Hello, welcome to the Unfit Pundit. I am your host, Alex Kaufman. Today we're joined, as always, by Lake Worth hero and Boss Taco owner, Ryan. Oh, not Ryan. Don't Whoa! Actually, hey! John, hey, you already messed it up. No! Yeah, no, but, but, but listen, listen. Ryan Delmati has joined us again after a two-week hiatus. Uh, the local Lake Worth legend. Don't don't get me stuff here. Um, and also now the majority shareholder in the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and we have Tyler Coffin as always. Uh, not much to say about him. Intro like a real. Hey, we have Tyler Coffin. Yeah, and we have uh, we have Associate of the Month. Tyler Kaufman for Jacob. Associate of the month. That's embarrassing. Help me say stuff like that. I'm not even associate of the month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, we're not here to talk about that stuff. We're here to talk about the return early after uh, the international break. Week four. So we a couple of marquee games going on here, uh, particularly Spurs, Liverpool, and uh, Manu Watford. So I think we should, we should start there with uh, Liverpool and Spurs. Um, Trash. Wow. 2-1 win to Liverpool. Uh, honestly, you could say neither team neither team was great. Stop. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Listen. No, no, I'm not even letting you finish. Are you serious right now? Liverpool did look great. They had a, a rough start, but in the end, they were they were the team, man. See, that, that's what I was saying to Alex. Alex thinks, like, both teams just played horribly. And, like, that's because he has made, a He's like, yeah, Liverpool just won the game. And I was like... But they won. Like Liverpool predominantly played better than Tottenham for most of the game. He's just salty because his birds lost. Listen, That's listen, all. listen. His birds lost. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying the concern with Liverpool, and it has been since the start of the season, is that they're winning games, but they're not winning them convincingly. They won. That's a won. load of crap. That's a load of crap. That is an absolute load of crap. That's literally crap. Like, yeah, I, I think it's crap, too. Like, you like I usually agree with you, Alex, but I think that's crap. No, Tyler, Tyler has said this umpteen thousand times. Even if you are the greatest side ever, okay, let's look at Manchester City from last year and let's look at the Invincibles. Those two teams are probably, one of, are probably the top two teams ever in the Premier League. Those two teams had their off days. Yes. They had their off days. They're human. Yeah. They make mistakes. So, a championship team can grind out a result. Grind out a result when needed I, when they aren't having a good day. Listen, I agree with you, but that's three weeks on the trot now that Liverpool haven't looked great. They struggled against Brighton. They only pulled out a 1-0 win. Yes, they, they got the result. Granted, yes. Then they struggled against Leicester, who almost came back and drew them. And now they showed on Spurs for, I mean, they had a good 20-minute spell, and they were lucky that Michelle Vorm was playing and not Hugo Lloris. I, I, honestly, I, mean, I think that's it. And they, and, but I'm, I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna discredit them because Klopp absolutely tore up Pochettino on the tactics. Yeah, but well, here's the thing. Here's where you're, what you're missing is like, they still score three goals. Like you can't just say that's a bad game. So two goals. Two goals. It was yeah, two goals. Uh, two goals. <laughs> one. One. Say, yeah. Doesn't matter. They scored two goals. Doesn't matter. Score them. <laughs> okay, but listen, listen. One was from a corner that Wijnaldum, that Vorm punched away awkwardly, and it came to Wijnaldum's path for a header. The second was one where Vorm went down too quickly on a Mane cross, missed the ball, 
and Firmino tapped it in. You want to know what I'm I? Saying. You want to know what you, you yeah, want to know what I hear? I hear out of that. I hear a salty. I hear no, no. A salty listen. All I'm saying for 45, the first half. They created an open play, and they did not convert, which Liverpool of last year converted every single chance they had, just about. Not in the first half. They had a crappy first half, I, I don't think you remember. I'm not talking about the first half of the season. I'm talking about the first half of this game. In the first, And they're coming off their form from last season. They should be just as good, right? Especially with Navi Keita now in there. In a way, but they still got the win. And I mean, that's, I think, honestly, that's as important as they found a way to get in. It doesn't matter if it's cheap. It doesn't matter if it's a wide open shot. They found a way to get in. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so Tottenham's credit, Tottenham is a lot better team than, say, like, a Huddersfield. So it, it makes sense that maybe they're putting, like, four or five goals behind. Yeah, you guys um, have good defense. That's yeah, you guys have really good defense. Like, you know, Michelle Worms, whatever, but, like. Like, you think, you're literally discrediting your own team by saying that. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. You guys are you guys are turning it against me because you think I'm biased. I'm not no, biased. I, I don't think you're biased. I'm not saying you're biased. I just think you're wrong. You don't even like Liverpool. <laughs> I think Liverpool are an incredible attacking team. I give them credit for going out and and taking the money to the market and grabbing Alisson, who they obviously needed. Nabi Keita, who's going to probably be the best number eight in the world pretty soon. And Fabinho, who hasn't even seen minutes yet, who's going to be awesome. I mean, I... I think Liverpool are a great team. I'm just saying they were winning unconvincingly, and if they want to win the title, that might catch up to them at some point. See, I don't know if it's unconvincingly because I, I agree with what they were saying before. It's just like you're gonna have days where you're not at your best, but you have to just pound out like maybe one zero results or where a side's not attacking that much and they're playing defensively well. And for them to be that good, to have good resolve and good uh, mentality, still push forward. Still try and score and make chances. I think that like shows more character of a good team than let's say we're putting six goals behind them every single fucking right. game. You know, yeah, I'm not worried about Liverpool. I, I think it's a big contenders. They're, they're yeah. more power contenders than Spurs are right now. Spurs are trash right now. I, I agree. Uh, no, my I think Ryan just said it right that their their mentality, their belief in themselves is like their is their biggest thing that's separating them from the pack, and it has been since last season when they got Van Dyke. I'd say. Okay, so. Um, Literally, no, so then I don't understand what your issue is, man. I'm not having an issue. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, going off team, with you. I'm saying that this team wants to challenge and beat Manchester City, who are the best team in the land and probably one of the best teams in English Premier League history. They're they're gonna need a little more. I, I'm saying there's worrying signs. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not discrediting Liverpool at all. I think Liverpool should be the title. Sure, worrying worrying signs. I'm not worried either. I don't know. I'm worrying, not worried at all. I think it's, I think it's too early to say that they're worrying signs. Yeah, they're tied for first, 15 points. They won every single game so far. It's hard to say that you're worrying at this point. I think okay. the fact that they, they, they've beaten one of the best defenses in the world and still got two goals against them is, is all that you need to know. It's like that's all that, that's positive about that. You know what I mean? Okay, uh, I'll drop it then. Uh, they do go and meet PSG tomorrow, uh, actually today when you guys are probably going to listen to this, um, in the Champions League. It's at Anfield, so it's a plus for them. Uh, do you see signs of them winning it with their form at Anfield? PSG is looking like, like high fire right now. Like, I don't know. Um, right. I, mean, I, I, I think it has the potential to be like a slugfest where it's just like goal after goal. For sure. Um, both teams have really like solid defenses. I think PSG may have a little bit of a defense. 
um, just the like, experience. But um, I, I think it's it's it, it has the potential to be very open. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a bloodbath uh, tomorrow. And I apologize for not being in that conversation uh, for, uh, <laughs> for, our, for, our, for our for our lovely our lovely viewers. I am coming to you live from Boss Tacos right now. Because so he is I'm, the owner. I'm cur- I am cur- I am not. <laughs> I am not the owner of Boss Tacos, but no, I am coming to you live from work. If you live in the general vicinity <laughs> of Boynton Beach, come get some tacos. Um, okay. But no, I, I, I just want to interject one thing while we're still on Liverpool. Um, going going back off of a, a point that uh, that Alex had made, um, you guys are always get, you guys when. When Ronaldo was going to Juve, y'all were giving me stick about blah, 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 blah. Oh, Ronaldo's, you know, a poacher goal. You know, he's, that's all he's good for anymore. And it's just like, okay, yeah. That's what Liverpool did. Basically, that's what Liverpool did against against Spurs. You can call those goals scrappy all you want, but they have they were just in the right place at the right time. That's part of the game. Yeah, and that's true. Off, off, off there, next. There we go. I just had to get that in. Nice I, I think the biggest question for Liverpool is, like, how is – um. How's someone like Robertson gonna deal with someone like Mbappe? Because they're both like young players, and right, then right. And even Mbappe's on the side. just killer speed. Well, Neymar plays in the middle, right? Doesn't he? And then Draxa plays on the in the right, or, or no, uh, no, what's no, 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 Cavani in the middle. Cavani playing left. Oh, Cavani. Yeah, but I mean, like no, Cavani plays um, in the center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I think I think they put Neymar behind though sometimes, a lot of times. I think they play Neymar behind plays. Cavani. He he likes to play. He likes to play on the on the touchline. Yeah, and he, I wonder. He's on the left. Well, just, it's should Di Maria too. Draxler's been Hello. playing. Draxler's yeah. been playing the last couple really of games good. because uh, Tuchel's wanting uh, is wanting him fresh for Liverpool tomorrow or whenever. I don't remember. Is that, I mean, that's the biggest question. Like, how's how are they going to deal with Mbappe and maybe Neymar floating on the right side? That's right. Be a killer. A, a Neymar, yeah, Neymar shocked by Mbappe because I don't think Mbappe is plays by anybody, especially Andrew Robertson. Um. Well, yeah. My my biggest question: How does Alexander Arnold, a very young nineteen year old Alexander Arnold, deal with? Neymar is one of the best hackers in the world. Funny is I actually think Arnold will do a better job with Neymar because all he has to do is rough him up a bit because Neymar gets shuttered really easily. I don't know. I think this might be the game where we see some of his youth show, not in not a good way. I don't know because I think that if he just like gets like a little yellow card or like trips him once, like Neymar gets really pissed off about that stuff because he's such a flopper. So I feel like. It, if Klopp gives him the right instruction to do that, I think I think it could actually work out. Yeah, I just think he's gonna need a lot. With Mbappe, he doesn't get shuttered by anything, but Neymar is like actually pretty. Yeah, he, he does have an Achilles heel with that. I just wonder how much of the, how much do they have to play defense more? They'll probably go out with uh, Henderson and Wijnaldum and probably Milner just to kind of be defensively sure. Maybe not because they're at home. They might go with Keita there. Uh, Milner. I don't know why now them. What they've been doing, except instead of why now them, they're gonna throw Henderson in that spot. They might, but they might not give him a lot of uh, going. For, not not a lot going forward necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think they're okay with Milner and the Lenikata going forward. Yeah, because they're at so, home. That, that's the biggest point here. I think they're at home, and that's where they're comfortable, and that's where they're always going to play their free, their free flowing football. Yeah. I, my prediction is going to be like 5-4 or something. It's going to be something. It could, it could be. I don't, I it could know. be. It could very well be, yeah. No, um, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it's just, oh. I don't know. 
It's going to be a really good game. It's going to be one to watch. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, it's going to be one to watch. Um, uh, Just a quick another update. Uh, Spurs play Inter Milan tomorrow. Uh, Lloris and Deli Ali are injured, and Toby Alderweireld and Cameron Trippier have not traveled, so that'll be an interesting game. Um, Let's keep Premier League here. We were talking about Liverpool as potential... uh, Potential title contenders, do we see Chelsea as that? Chelsea winning, getting maximum points for all their five games, uh, top of the table right now after a 4-1 win against Cardiff. Actually, they struggled with for the first half. It was a weird game. It was a really weird game. Do you guys, uh, you guys see Chelsea up there fighting for first place? Oh, well, duh. See, that's not even a question. I don't, I don't know. I'm so skeptical. I, I think with the schedule that they've had so far, I think it's pretty easy to go 15 points out of 15 points. Um, Arsenal's still going through a rebuild, so that's not much of a challenge. I mean, Newcastle, Huddersfield. Newcastle's all right. Huddersfield, whatever. Bournemouth, I mean, we talked about how they weren't uh, probably going to be that good this season. And then Cardiff, we had battling for relegation. Although so. Bournemouth are good right now. Well, yeah, right now, they, they, yeah, yeah. just this last game for sure, but... Um, Couple games now. I still think Chelsea's better than Bournemouth. I think they're expected to have won probably all five of those games. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah. So I think until they have a real test, so like the next one I would say is they play Liverpool in the League Cup on the 26th, and then they, they play Liverpool they play again s- on the 29th. So I think, I think I think that's the real. I think that's the real test. Like if Liverpool comes uh, to Stamford and they just kill them like four nothing, and Chelsea has no chance of finishing uh, as a title contender. So I think they just have, they don't have a real test yet. I think it's just it's too early to say for them. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think they could potentially be top three at this point. Like right now, if we had if I had to call it, like I just think they could be top three because because they're taking the sorry ball really fast, and the fact that they are is like really scary. So I think that if they continue to stay, they're only gonna get better, right? I mean, with this system, that's what it seems like. So just watch out, right? I, I definitely think they'll be top four, maybe not necessarily top three. Um, it depends. It depends. Right, right. It depends if Man U ends up getting back, if Spurs end up falling. But um, I do think they finally found the striker that's best for them in Olivier Giroud, or Olivier. See, I always say that wrong. Olivier Giroud, because I, he was playing literally what he was playing for. He plays in France, exactly for, how he does in France. France. Yeah, he's yeah, he playing exactly that. He's just been setting up Hazard the whole time. Right, he's just sitting there. He assisted the first goal uh, for Hazard by just passing. He literally just, like, touched his toenails to it, basically, right into Hazard's path. And then Hazard, I mean, he just did the rest. He had a hat trick. I I really do think that Hazard in the system is going to blow up to another level. Um, That's what I was going to say. I was going to agree with that, too. I I, I agree with that. I I mean, he he got a hat trick. Their their midfield's finally looking... More cohesive with Kovacic, Conte, and uh, Jorginho. So I, I I think they could be title contenders, not this year. Definitely, maybe even next year. I, I mean, definitely the third year. I mean, we talked about this before. Alex. I mean, I think within the next three years, they they win the title. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think they'll become freaking Chelsea, and they do it every time. Right. I think they have the financial backing. If they keep sorry, if Abramovich keeps the sorry project going, I think they'll end up being the, the giants that they're supposed to be. So And they don't really have any like weak spots in their defense right now. So, I mean you could, you could say David Luiz because he's a little sketchy sometimes with his with how he plays. 
um, Marcus Alonso still yeah, isn't the I best think, I think defensive Alonso. Yeah, I think he, Alonso still isn't the best defensive player. He's great. He's a great wing back. He's not a the fantastic best. wing back. Yeah, he's still not the best left back, like proper left yeah. back. I mean, they, I'm saying like they don't need many people to add is what I meant to say. I said defense, but I meant people to add. Right, but, right, I agree. I think I still know. upgrade on William maybe. No, no, I'd say no. I think that's where I think that's I think that's wrong. Always there when you. Williams always good. Right, but but always been good. But if you're looking to win Champions League, I think you can. I think you can. I think I think with Willian. Yeah, I think to get to upgrade Willian, you have to get like a world class like winger because I think Willian's really really good. I think you just have to get like a world class winger at that point because that that's the only upgrade to Willian. I think Williams like literally just under world class. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like Williams really good. He's just not world class. Winger. He's like he's been like a top ten most consistent winger like in the Premier League. Yeah, I agree with that. Seasons like you can't argue yeah. that. They they can uh they can definitely upgrade on Giroud. <laughs> I could. Yeah. I know I know he does a role. Yeah, and he becomes that facilitator. It, I hey, mean, he, he did for Arsenal for a long time. I mean, yeah. I, I know he has a role and he works in it, but. but you can upgrade on under. You can get goals out of someone who does that same role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Someone that's someone like Harry Kane. I mean, he does he does exactly that role. So I see a I see an if if Juve in the Alex Alexandro and Juve thing go south, I see a I see an Alexandro to Chelsea in the future for sure. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. And that's been that's been rumored for years now. That's without even sorry there. So <laughs> I don't know, but now with sorry, like it would make more sense now than it ever did before. I, I was always against it, but now it would finally make sense. But we could see right. Epson make a prize, dude. We haven't really seen him yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he will, just because Alonzo now is actually doing decent. But well, I mean, we'll see. I, I, right, right. I, I hope we do. Emerson's really good, really good uh, Brazilian left back there. Um, speaking of Brazilians or past Brazilians on Watford, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to make it work. It didn't work. Anyway. Man uh, you beat Watford, uh, ending Watford's unbeaten streak. Although uh, Man U did get a little smudge on them with Nemanja Matic in a red card right at the end, which isn't good for them. And I say that because Matic is literally the reason they played so well, I think. Um, he really gives that, that defense, I mean, that um, the midfield of structure, and it's the Fellaini is allowing Pogba to kind of open up, and that's where I want to go with this. You, I, I think we saw the better of Pogba that we've seen, the best since we've seen France. Do you think it depends on him having that defensive stability behind him? Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. If you, try and put, if you try and put most of the if you try and put most of the defensive responsibility onto Pogba, it's not, he, 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 there's no room for him to create. There's no room for him to do what he does. I yeah, I completely agree. I thought he was getting forward a lot more than I ever seen him do in a man New Jersey. Um Alexis Sanchez is still a problem there. Yeah, he just looks terrible. Yeah. He looks lost. He does. And he looks like what Mikitarion looked like, I think. I think just no one's able to feed him and no one's able to like create with his movements. They don't have like a like a creator really. Like who's creating for that team? Like Lingard? I mean um, yeah. Mata's not really a creator. Kind of looks um, like a shell of himself right now, honestly. Who does? Lingard this season. So yeah, far. last season he was good. I don't I know think, what's going on. I, I think it was in this game specifically. Him and Pogba were moving. We're kind of moving seamlessly together, 
but it was Pogba who was getting the last pass, getting the last shot off instead of Lingard. Lingard was kind of kind of that periphery figure. But with Sanchez, Man U plays so much with their fullbacks, using their fullbacks for width. I wonder if that's kind of making Sanchez drift in and then not being able to have the space because of Pogba. Um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure it is. I. I, I don't know. Is anyone else I, I honestly have no idea. I think like it's just him not getting enough. Uh, there's, no, there's no creative like, habit, like aspect behind him. Like, at least with Arsenal, you could say you had old, so you have people that could feed him and let him like do what he does. I don't see that with uh, Man United. So well, here's my take on it: is that Sanchez only does well when it's all about Sanchez. <laughs> the show is not about him anymore because he doesn't that's not how Mourinho plays he doesn't rely on one player or doesn't rely on like two players like it's a whole team and, and Sanchez is not like that and that I think that's what's messing him up that's why I think yeah I think the system too is par- partial to it I think oh, under Wenger you want to play this fluid like high intensity high passing game um, but Mourinho it's like let's just grind out results let's uh yeah let's just grind out results and it's not going to look that pretty. It's not going to feel that pretty. But this lineup, I think, is the optimal lineup if you want to get the most out of Paul Pogba. And and Lukaku, for that matter. Lukaku looks great, looks great too. Yeah, I, I would say that. And also, it's the most uh, defensive stability, probably. Yeah, because Fellaini because and, and add so much. Like, yeah, to the yeah, I completely agree with all that. I think I think it's the best the best formation for everyone almost. I know Lingard didn't do too much, but he I mean he did a lot of the, of the front work. Yeah, he gets he gets lost. He doesn't get the stats, but he's still a, a contributing member. Yeah, he's still doing his. I think Man U are okay if they keep doing this. Um, well, talk about Watford too. Sorry, what? I said I was gonna say Valencia looked good too. Oh, yeah, right. He was another guy that like yet <laughs> present. That Chris Smalling goal though. Oh, that oh, was yeah. amazing! Yeah, I, was, <laughs> was, I didn't think he had that in him. <laughs> that was uh, that was like Axel Witzel at uh, Dorvin a couple weeks ago. Um, but Watford, poor Watford, they played really well in the end. First half they were kind of blown away. Uh, I think they deserved a draw from it, but they still looked, you know, the same. They're the team that really grinded out, kind of muscle everyone out out of the other way. Troy Deeney there. They have, they have to, though. They're not that team that's going to put thousands of goals like, in front of you. They're going to they have to grind out results. They don't have like the best technically gifted players. They have right, like strong, beefy guys that are just going to try and grind out results. Right. Hey, wait, can, you, can, you, uh, can you clip that? Beefy guys. Beefy guys. Beefy guys. <laughs> Do my best. Um, <laughs> That'd be the name of the episode, Beefy Guys. Beefy guys. <laughs> uh, and, hey, you love your beefy guys, Tyler. Hey, you know um, it. <laughs> But, you know, I think Watford would be okay in the long run. I think there's just one little thing. I mean, they're performing well against the big guys, which is really their biggest, uh, their biggest fears in the end. You know, they're going to be able to go to Burnley, beat Burnley, beat the Newcastles and Leicesters of the world now. Yeah. I think that what's, ex- what's, what's cool about them is they're exciting. They're very right. quick passes, bringing up the middle, and then, like, usually, like uh, – you see, um, what's his name? Troy Dini, like, disrupt play, and then they find a way to get it to Andre Gray to score or Roberto Pereira to score, or then, like, Will Hughes creates it or, like, vice versa, stuff like that. It's just very exciting. Right. There's a, there's almost too much offense, I will say, from DeCorey, though. He was, like, trying too hard to score. I, I wasn't sure what was going on there. He, he always does it, though. He likes, to, he likes to get in and out of the box. He, he was trying to shoot too much, and I felt like that he's – 
his role in passing is more crucial in like defending and I think he was trying too hard to like for that offense. Right, it's just last year he was he was kind of a vital part of the offense. I mean, offense they I'm had last year. The offense, I'm saying just stop trying to score. <laughs> right, yeah. No, he shot a lot, he did. Um that was that game. Let's move on to the uh the Everton game. That was a, that was a wild game. Uh West Ham Yeah, West Ham overthrew Everton three one. West Ham finally looked good. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I called it that Yarmolenko should be starting every game. And yeah, it, you did, mean, you did. Immediate impact. That's all I'm saying. It's very much a, a question of was it because Yarmolenko played so well, or was it because West Ham actually had a decent performance? Um, I'd say overall, actually, West Ham had a decent performance because everything were there are no pushovers. I mean, they created a lot of chances. For themselves, they tried yeah. super hard. I mean, there there's a lot of like that. Uh, Lucas Dinier cross over to Tosun, like that was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you headed it. <laughs> just was it just wide or just above? It was just, just wide. Just wide. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everything looked great for for what it's worth. Everything should have really probably won the game. Had but West Ham actually looked good defensively. Um, for once this whole season. Yeah, Diop. Easton Diop was like bullying. Uh, uh, they're being aggressive. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Easton Diop was like bullying Walcott. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. Yeah, they got caught on the um with Arnautovic just doing Arnautovic things and being the bull and technical player he is. Yeah, I think I think unsurprisingly that we're still seeing Arnautovic perform at like a pretty high level, which is pretty insane. Even like on a team like West Ham, he's still consistently doing really well, which is nice. nice. Well, it, I like this new like kind of partnership you saw between Yarmolenko and and uh, Arnautovic because they're both kind of a very similar type player, and they're they're like feeling each other out, and you can see them assisting each other. One bullies one off the ball, and then he passes to the other one. Like you saw that like rhythm that they're getting in. So watch out for that. That could be like a cool partnership this year. <laughs> Um, and we did have some breaking news from the West Ham camp that John wrote to us on our on our texting here. He said, uh, Wilshire is out for six weeks after surgery. What do you what do you guys make of that? I mean it's a good thing for for West Ham overall or I mean who replaces him? I actually don't well, know. Well I mean they they played Mark Noble and um right. and Obiang, uh Pedro Obiang, who actually looked really good for once in that midfield. Together. Declan Rice play. I couldn't like figure out the formation. He, he was in there too. Yeah, it was, it was like a three man. Yeah, he was like a defensive. Uh... Yeah, defensive mid. Yeah, he's. I I love Declan Rice. I honestly, I think he's one of the better CD young CDMs in the world right now. I, I think he's he's on the come up for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, John, do you want to interject? Do you think it's a good thing for, for West Ham? I mean, it is, but it is. We, uh, we as, I mean, I can't even say we as Arsenal fans. Everybody saw this coming. Jack was going to get injured, and he was going to have to have surgery. I mean, we didn't know how long he was going to be out for. We know now. But we, every, everybody saw this coming. But I still think that it's a bad thing for West Ham because it, you're, you're, losing, you're losing depth. You're losing a depth player. What if one of your other center mids goes out, you know? Yeah, I agree, John. That aspect only because a lot of their, a lot of like their people who are on the bench are like either 
uh, more like forwards, forwards or, their, or, or, or either defenders or like center defensive mids. So you don't have like a, a true and a what do you call it? What's that word? Like a out and out, and out and out like just regular box to box midfielder, yeah. like an attacking midfielder. So I think you missed that aspect. But I mean, I don't think it's necessary that he plays. I mean, what has he been doing like when he's been in West Ham? He's kind of been like a, a non-factor for the most part, in my opinion. He, he's having a lot of trouble getting into the play, and. Yeah, he hasn't looked good yet, but who's who's to say that he wouldn't have figured it out? You know what I mean? But now he's really yeah. set back. He's probably going to lose his spot, too, because Lanzini might be back by that time. Well, yeah, Lanzini will probably be back. Although, I mean, he wasn't playing that. He was playing further back than Lanzini. Yeah, but but if they if they just double down on, like, Declan Rice and um, Mark Noble and then just put Lanzini there, that's it. Right, right. I... My my only thing I, well, I was saying it was a good thing for West Ham was because when you when you have a player coming in as like a marquee signing, sometimes that that puts a lot of pressure on a the player, b the manager to play that player, and then suddenly it becomes this kind of mixed up between the between the team like oh this guy's supposed to change our entire team, There's a lot of pressure on him, and then when he doesn't perform it's almost like that kind of just spirals him longer into an abyss. So I think this actually be good for him. I know injuries suck, and he's still, you know, he, he could have been such a great player. But I, I think in the long run, it'll be good for both sides to kind of have a break and kind of get the the price tag off of him. I agree. I think when we see Wilshire drop down to, to League 4 at this rate. No, 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 no. I think he'll <laughs> come back. I think he'll fight his way back into the – because, I mean, he is a good technical player once he – Gets going as long as he doesn't lose the ball in midfield randomly from tripping, but which happens a lot. But <laughs> especially on West Ham, it's been happening quite a bit. Yeah, so we'll see with them. One quick thing um, I've noticed is that they were playing a lot through the right because Yarmolenko was playing so well. But there was a few moments in the game where when Felipe Anderson got the ball, he was finally making those like crazy runs. So he needs to like learn how to get rid of the ball. But he was making some. They're both both sides now of West Ham, like both the left and the right side, are now like pretty proficient technically, and that's pretty cool to see. That's gonna be cool to see them. Yeah, because I think the first side game or two, like. Uh, Anderson looked really well on the left wing, but I think a lot of teams kind of learned, like, hey, let's just exploit that left side because who's going to be on the right side bearing down on us? Now you have Yarmolenko. Both sides are, are decent threats, so now you'll uh, probably um, enable uh, Anderson a lot more. I agree right. with and, and you think when Lanzini comes back, it only becomes worse. Because oh, he's not in the middle. <laughs> right, right. Cause, no, no, because yeah, Lanzini... Well, uh, he's, he's a distributor, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Lanzini's in the middle, and he's distributing... Philippe Anderson to run off the wings with the speed. Yeah. Or Yarmolenko Yar- Yar- to come in tight and do another one of those beautiful curlers. So I, I think West End will be okay in the end. I-, I was scared for them last week, but... And as, okay as Tyler would quote, is Yarmolenko the poor man's Robin? Adonimo Kiev, he is. I actually still think so, because he's, he does like he does very Robin things this weekend. Like no, the, no, the tight on the left foot, dude. It's, just, it's, it's purely Robin. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a thing everyone does. does. Yeah, it's a thing every every right winner is on favors his left foot. But anyway, if he scores scores like five more like that, yeah, I mean, if he scores, yeah, here first, he definitely is a Robin figure down at OTF. So we'll we'll see there. Uh, Manchester City won three nil to Fulham. I felt bad. Fulham played really well actually. I watched the game. It was uh, it was a valiant effort. Had a couple good chances. Vieto was actually. Like he settled Vieto and uh, Sherla on the wings with Mitrovic in the middle. 
they were settled. They're yeah, just they, not getting the results they need. They just had a rough think, start to that game. I think they, they just, just had to learn how to, they just need to learn how to how to win. Basically, it's like right, that's, right. that's what they're that's the main focus right now for them is just learning how to win. Right now, on the other side of uh, promoted teams, Wolves get another win against Burnley. Uh, although Burnley don't look anything like the seventh place selves they were. Um, the Wolves just keep doing the, they keep doing their, they're spreading teams out with their wick bags. And they're sending in crosses or, or, uh, Ruben Neves is finding a space, a pocket, or, uh, a space, a space to, to fling the ball in. And I think Wolves are just looking great, honestly. <laughs> I'm excited about that. They're doing the thing. You know, that's like, that's what I'm saying about them. They're doing the thing. It's like, they're doing the thing. Yeah, I, I think that game is still about how bad Burnley is, though. No, Burnley like, are. They're yeah, really but, but at least, but now they're out of, you know, uh, now they're out of Europa League, so at this point, like, all they have to do is focus on the Premier League. But they just look terrible. Like, they have nothing going for it. Their defense looks kind of shaky. Because yeah, they don't have to sign anyone, man. Trash. Sure. That's their fault, man. They bought one person. Can't remember who it was, but I only bought someone. <laughs> no. Um, that's worth no, they did. They did buy someone. They, right. they, they buy Jack Cork? I don't think Jack Cork is on Yeah, that was last USA. season. They bought him okay. last season. Um, Crystal Palace beat Huddersfield. Epic goal. Yeah, epic goal by Wilfred Zaha. Uh, finally showing something this season because he really hadn't yet. Um, it sounds harsh, but it's not just the truth. <laughs> I actually love Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, I'm uh, a Bournemouth, Zaha fan. Yeah, he's really good. I think he's a really good player. Uh, Bournemouth decimating Leicester City uh, 4-2. Let me just say, Ryan Frazier is a new man this year on the left wing for... What? I said, what's going on with him, man? He's good. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he scored a double. He, he easily could have had, had a hat trick had he taken the penalty, but Josh Chain's a, their penalty guy. Um, I mean, they're up 3-0 at half. Scored another one before Leicester scored two, or even one for that matter. Um, and Leicester just couldn't deal with Josh Kane and uh, Callum Wilson getting in behind them. So, another interesting team to watch. Uh, Eddie Howe, of course, always won his weight. He's to, to piss us all off with his lack of quality, but he finds some sort of quality within the team. Yeah, we trashed him for not like hardly making like many signings really, and then around just killing know, it. So two of the best players were uh, David Brooks on the right side, who came from came from Championship. I can't remember what, what team. And then Diego Rico on the left on the left wing there he played really well. So I, I, I think, from, uh, Sheffield. Sheffield, okay, and then. Uh, well, he came from uh, David Rico. Diego Rico came from uh, Lagunas, I think. Yeah, he did. Uh, Lagunas. So then, uh, should we talk about Arsenal a little bit? I know you guys are dying too. Arsenal won two one to Newcastle, which isn't really a, a a few or any any success in bunches. No, but that's not all we're saying. Yeah, it's just it's just like a Liverpool. They just, just won against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, Are you it's, showing it's the not. bias, man? I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just pulling out of this chain. They obviously played well enough. They're up two nil for a while, right? It was a last minute goal by Newcastle. Yeah, it was, late, it was yeah. a cool goal. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was an awesome goal. Um, did they yeah. look? Any, I, I didn't watch the game. I'll be honest. Oh, so it's, it's it's still the same. Like I still have the same three things. It's, I, I'm glad that Lacazette and Aubameyang are playing back. To, they're playing together because that that actually looks pretty good. Um, Bellerin is still a liability on this right side. Like, it's, it's, he's just god awful. 
he pushes up, he looks great on offense, but he doesn't track back, and he needs Mustafi exposed. Gwendozi's, like, having a hard time trying to keep up with whoever's on that right side. Bellerin is just such a liability to Arsenal right now. Well, but... What's funny about Bellerin is he went from being this prospect like that's like, oh, he's going to learn. He looks so he good his first year. Even defensively, he was good. Ugh. I, I would, honestly, I wouldn't say. I mean, he he did it, but, like, it was, there was more mistakes, but we gave him more, we gave him more leeway because it was his first year. But now, like, it's kind of unacceptable. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting really out of hand. And I, I hate to say that because I like Hector, not just not just as a player, but, like, as someone for the club. Like, he's really good with all, like, the kids and everything, and he gives, like, you know. with the kids. Since he's a young member of the first team, he's still pretty much all buddy-buddy with, like, everybody who's still on the 23s and, you know, shit like that. So he's he's got he's got that chemistry. So when those guys, if they do get the chance to come up, they're, you know, more acclimated. I, he's, yeah. he's, he's just that and... Just, just an all around, all around for the club. He does a lot for the club. He does a lot of the events for the club. I mean, he's just an all around, just good person. But I think he's a he's a standard setter. One of the best thing. I think he's one of the guys, first guy on the pitch, last guy off type people in in, in practice. And he's, I think he's a very hard worker, which is something you want to see from especially young players. Yeah, but poor Mustafi, dude. He's gonna have a fucking heart attack playing for one of these games. <laughs> no, I'm not, I mean, I'm not. I'm not Saying that like Murphy exposed him so hard on the left side, like I, I feel like Mustafi's just gonna quit one day. You know, Wait, who's who's that guy for uh, Buffalo Bills who just like retired? Like, oh, yeah, Monte Davis retired. Monte Davis. Mustafi's gonna get like the halftime just be like, yeah, guys, I'm sorry, I'm out. <laughs> My career is over at this point. I'm out. He's just like I'm out, done. That's wild, dude. I can't believe I, that actually happened. I should see it. I mean, I do can think. Like, can like he actually? Can he like actually do that? I mean, I think he did, yeah. Yeah, he actually did retire. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, are they, like, I mean... Oh, it's Mustafi? Oh, Mustafi? No, I'm talking about Vontae. Oh, is he, like, contractually no. obligated to play? I mean... He might not be. He may have something within his contract that says, like, you know, I can retire at any point. Yeah, yeah, he might have a clause in there. Um, oh. Wait, anyways, but what I want to say about this... <laughs> <laughs> even though... Bellerin exposed Mustafi. Oh. Mustafi's still making ridiculous amounts of mistakes, too, on top of that. Oh, he's busting ass, though. Yeah, he's trying, but, like, Socrates had to pick up a lot of his best, too. Yeah, that's true. Socrates finally had a good game, by the way. That's what I thought. He finally had a solid game where he looked like a formidable center back. Yeah, I agree, though. I still say uh-huh. that... I still say Arsenal's woes comes from their, their midfield and not having Jaka playing where he should be. As far as like sitting right in front of, or just we should just not have Jaka at all. Cause I like shitting on Jaka. When Pereira came on, the game changed yet again. Yeah, I see one. I I don't think Jaka had the worst game this this time. I mean, he scored a goal. I think I think he was all right. I don't think he was the one getting exposed. I still think it was the wingers getting exposed this game. Um, sure. I mean, Czech trying to play out of the backfield is still like just cancer in my brain. Like, he's still putting balls like behind goal like. It's just not does not look good. Like, is Leno just gonna sit on the bench the whole season? I mean, <laughs> that's a real question. Yeah, the first game that I say that we we actually played decent. Like the first time I'm like, okay, we were doing something. Yeah, um, Newcastle. I mean, the first half I felt like ha- they didn't have any shots on target, but they did look threatening out wide. Um, they, they don't do shots on target though. 
Yeah, that's true. They don't. <laughs> they're not very offensive. But, but they actually did have good attacking chances. They were just weren't clinic only attacking third. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think Shaq is their mo. I still think Bellerin's a liability. Um, Benduzzi and Torreira should. I don't know. Benduzzi's still young. I don't know. I'm not sold completely on Benduzzi. Like he's playing well. He's also making like a lot of mistakes. He gives the ball up too easily. I guess maybe Emery likes that Jaka doesn't concede possession too much. He's not great defensively. He does. But I've, he, does. Him. he does. He does. He does a lot of wayward passes, which is a big thing. Well, yeah. I think he just loses the ball, though. Uh, yeah. doesn't take any risks. And then he opts for a pass back to the defense. Well, what are you eating there, man? I hear that. <laughs> They're brushing his teeth. Fair enough. Well, he brushes his teeth. Uh, Southampton and Brighton played today. Uh, it was a two-all draw. It was a very exciting game, actually, for two seemingly lower league teams. All respect to them. Um, Damn it. My mic was on mute the entire time. I was trying to interject. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you interject? On what? It's, it's like, Go why ahead. are they not stopping? Um, about, the Gwen, about, uh, about Gwen Doozy. Uh, Emery, yeah. has, Emery has come out and uh, uh, defended his... Um, his decision to take Guendouzi off at halftime, he said it wasn't that Guendouzi was playing bad. It was more the fact that he wanted somebody more stable in that position, and he knows that Guendouzi necessarily isn't that type of player. So he, re- he you know, he realizes that. He realized that, and, you know, he just he was trying he was trying something, and it didn't work. So he took him off at halftime. The question is like, does he think Jaka is that player? That I don't know, like. What he's yeah. saying is Jaka. I think the problem is you don't have anyone else that can play that position. So the question is, do you play Terrera and Gunduzi, or are you playing Jaka and Gunduzi and then taking uh, putting in Terrera? I think that's a that, that that's part of the problem of being a new manager. He didn't really get to pick his team this time around. So I wonder this time next year, even in January, maybe you see another kind of defensive midfielder coming. I mean, in. to me, to be fair, like. What's what's Elneny doing? Like he just sits on the bench every game. You must not trust him. I mean, like that's someone you could. If you're looking for like a defensive midfield kind of role, like put in Elneny. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't I don't think Elneny is like a liability. He's got a risk playing him. Like put him against like a, a Huddersfield or even a Newcastle. Like give him a game. I mean, yeah, he must not see enough in in training to to believe in his ability. Yeah, I guess I so. don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, same with Lano. I don't know. I think that's. I think there's some sort of, like, apparently I've read that, like, there's some sort of weird, Lennon's going through this weird period, and he's, like, struggling in training, and that's why he hasn't started yet. I mean, I, I told you guys, you didn't want to believe me, but that he had kind of stagnated at Leverkusen, and so they were kind of happy to get rid of him. But we'll move on. <laughs> Which, by the way, Leverkusen did lose to Bayern Munich 3-1 this weekend. <laughs> um, Shout out to Quarantine Tolisso. That's That sucks. Yeah, it's a tough one. He's gonna be out ACL tear. Gonna be out till 2019 at least. Yep. Um, he says he'll come back stronger though, so we'll see. Uh, so south, back to the South End and Brighton. Um, biggest talking point is that Danny Ings and Shane Long look like a really good front two. They they, they look like such a great partnership together, and because Shane Long's always gonna, kind of been I ain't that. Gonna, I ain't gonna Right, because Shane Long's always been that hard-working, never-storing center forward, and Danny Ainge has kind of always been that flair guy in the little time we've seen of him. I mean, they both look, they look so good together today. I hadn't watched South Indians this year yet. I was thoroughly surprised in their abilities, as, as well as Nathan Redmond kind of having a, 
uh, another uh, resurgence. Um, <clears throat> but they still look okay at the back, which is weird to have decent defenders. Um, but Wesley Hoyt is just not what he should have been coming from Lazio. And Investigar is just a very big man. <laughs> very big man. A very big yeah, man. Yeah, he's doing because I haven't seen them play yet. He can always move too quickly. He's doing well. I mean, he did well. Um, well, well since, since, since we're since we're talking about Southampton and talking about players that have, you know near whatever you know impressed you or dispressed you, one person that I always thought was gonna you know do good when he came was uh, uh, Pierre Emil Horsberg uh, yeah. when he when he came from Bayern. I was like, I was, I was so convinced because he he played well over and he played well with Munich, so I was like, shit, he might actually fucking set, set the league on fire, and he just really hasn't done anything. And I was really, really hoping he would. I mean, to be, fair, to be fair, he's 23 and he went to I think like Southampton. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as like Ronaldo Sanchez going to Swansea, like with a lot of. With they went think he was going to lay up at Swansea, like. Yeah. Well, I wasn't saying like he was going to you know like change you know you know become the next star on Southampton. I was just saying, like, he would have more of an impact and make Southampton a better team, but, like, it ne- just never happened. I mean, I think that comes in maybe, the, like, the different coaching changes they've had over the years. Um, right, I was about to say that. The investment yeah. in a team hasn't been, like, 100% there. Um, him and Mario Lamina, too, was really good coming from Juve. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, but those two, they actually did really well together uh, in that kind of pivot, uh, those pivot spots. They were... They were controlling the midfield, and I mean, it was Brighton's game to win in the end. Because Southampton came into the into the break two two nil, and Brighton just kind of turned on the afterburners. So I, I think we're going to see more of that from Brighton. I think Southampton are actually going to be okay this year, even though it's Mark Hughes managing them. Um, do you guys have any more on that? It's a nah, last minute they need, they, they need a they need a uh, they need a Schneiderlin again. I don't know about that. I, mean, I think they'll be okay with Lamina and Hoybear once they get their partnership going. Yeah, I think I think you just lack defensive actually, stability. Actually, yeah. hearing hearing me hearing me say that, um, I, I I hate to I hate to do this. I really do because he's in a, he's going through a bad time right now. Um, but I think Everton's downfall uh, yesterday was Morgan Schneiderlin because his mind wasn't there. His dad passed away recently. Um, he still decided to play, and I think that's what kind of messed everything up for Everton. He wasn't on his game, and it, you know, it just kind of trickled down, let a bad pass go, and then that, you know. Yeah, no, I all, agree with that. That's all, that's all it takes is that one bad pass. Yeah, so, yeah I agree with that. They, they took him. They took him off at halftime. Yeah, right, right before I was at the forty-fourth minute, forty-third minute. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, we'll see more of Everton. Everton's gonna be good. I think they'll be fine this year. I think Southampton and Brighton actually will be decent top. I, mean, I don't think they'll be in relegation battle. So um, I think that's all we have to talk about this week. Champions League coming up, obviously, uh, tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this, or yesterday if you're listening to it after. Uh, yeah, Monaco Atletico, Liverpool PSG, Porto Schalke, Club Rude Dortmund, uh, Spurs, Inter Milan, Barca PSV, uh, Napoli Red Star Belgrade. That toss right, like a motif. Some good games. I think yeah. I, it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty packed schedule tomorrow. I think the only, the only ones that really aren't going to be you know like a 
a toss-up are Barca PSV and Napoli, uh, Napoli yeah. Red Star. Napoli Red Star. Everything Roman else, Zinger. everything else is oh. pretty much. Urban. <laughs> yeah. Well, when well, there are a couple of good ones: Valencia, Juve, Roma, Real. Uh, that's probably about it. Man City, Leon. Man City, Leon's not bad, yeah. yeah I, mean, ben, I mean, Benfica's not horrible. Yeah, I mean, Benfica, Bayern to be okay. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll, if we could, we might be able to do a uh, Champions League pod. We'll see how our, our uh, schedules line up this week. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us as always. You can find us at The Unfit Pundit on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I'm not going to plug all of our Twitters. Just by Taylor, at Todd Kaufman 22, Alex Kaufman, A Kaufman underscore, J Bird, J slash Bird, E Y R D 95, and Ryan Delmati, R D A L M O T T E. You got mine wrong. J A Y underscore, B Y R D 95. There you go. There you go, underscore, not slash. That's an underscore, didn't I? Alright, and that is it. So thank you guys for joining us as always, and we will see you soon. Bye.